Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast. Hanging out this Monday night at KS Bar and Grill. Um, we're super excited because the it's the matchup of a lifetime that's about to happen. The 49ers and the New York Giants. Just can't wait to watch Yikes. it. Yikes. Yeah, can't it's a big wait. Game. Big, just the biggest game in the history the Giants. of Giants. Not all football is good football, Mr. No, the, it, that, that was a good one. That voice you just heard is somebody who's making his debut on the KSR Football Podcast. You've seen his work on KentuckySportsRadio.com, uh, and that would be one, Mr. Adam Luckett. Well, I, I feel honored to finally have a Roush entrance into the KSR Football Podcast. I've heard many of them throughout, throughout time, but this one – Having my own, it feels very special. I feel hashtag blessed. At least I said your name correctly. Normally, it's like in, in previous years, I might have said like uh, Jadam Suckett or something, but instead, I got it right. I enunciated. How, how do you mess up Adam or yeah. Luckett? It could be Luquet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm French. It's Lucat. A, that's a French ass name, Yvonne. I'm um, worried that Adam knows a lot more football than me. Well, see, that's the thing is somebody, uh, th- there was one person today who was like, Hey, why don't you get somebody who knows what they're talking about? Football <laughs> <laughs> podcast. And I was like, you know what? Luckett seems to know a thing or two. Let's yeah. have him on. Um, and today, Luckett and Jack are feeling it. It's not because uh, Charles and Austin are dodging the bright lights. They have uh, job training to do. Uh, Austin's actually trying out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. I wish. Yeah. It's happening. They uh, just cut their guy, but they have a list of candidates, and he's not on it. Well, he needs to get on it. You know it. what he should do? He should just get in the car and go down there and show up, knock on the door, be like, I'm here. Let me kick for 20 minutes. Or just start, like, kicking at – like, literally kicking at their door. There you go. Just break, start breaking windows with Stand footballs. Stand offside the facility and kick at their cars. It's a, it sounds like a – what could go wrong? I should be his agent. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Um, but you know what? Unfortunately, uh, a few things went wrong in Knoxville this weekend. and Everything went wrong in Knoxville. I, I'm going to be uh, completely uh, – I'm going to tell you, this podcast, we're going to get rid of all the crap early because we have a senior day coming up. It's going to be a very special senior day, uh, one for a group of guys that need to be celebrated, and we'll try to do them justice at the end of the show. But first, we've got to talk about uh, the Cats' first first bad loss of the year. Only the third loss, which is uh, something you normally don't say this late in the season, uh, but Jack, you and I were there down in Knoxville, and uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot good to say about Kentucky's performance at Neyland Stadium. All I can say is that I'm never allowed to go back 
uh, on a road trip ever again. So I'm sorry. I'm 0 for 3 on road trips, and I, I just decided to quit. So going to Alabama, that's that's like, okay. That doesn't count. I, I, I was actually impressed with our performance in Alabama. The, I think it was 31-7. The, they some, covered. Some like, yeah, they, they did cover. We actually held them to their lowest point total, total of the year that, year, that, that game. So, like, okay, not bad. Um, but then two years ago we went to Gainesville, and that was just – 45-7. I actually Horrible. went there as a fan, and it was 8,000 degrees outside. It was so That hot. was not fun. No and, fun. And I was not 21 at the time, so we couldn't, uh, you know. Jack celebrate. didn't have a fake ID we, we couldn't, we couldn't celebrate, so uh, it was it was a very painful night. We, we couldn't celebrate or drink our sorrows away. Um, it was that, that was horrible. And then this time, whatever the heck that was, happened. I think it is um, – so so we'll, we'll get into how much Knoxville sucked, but uh, – and I don't want to come off as giving excuses, but after the game, we're in the locker room, and the team just looked shell-shocked, for the lack of a better term. They were emotionally drained, and this season, I, 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 it's been there's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh, you started at media day when Stoops has to tell us that John Sharman and Josh Pascal have cancer. You go from that to the highs of winning at Florida to the buildup of the SEC East title game, the crazy win at the end of Missouri, the walk-off win on an untimed down. You've had the highest of highs, and then you, you reach the lowest of lows on Saturday. And and even C.J. Conrad said, like, you know, he's like, I felt like on the field beforehand that we were, we were ready to play. And – and then we just go out and did that. I, I think there's something to just the emotional exhaustion from the season that might have gotten to him because Tennessee, uh, not not the best football team X's and O's wise out there. It was the Kentucky-Tennessee game we were used to seeing. That's what usually happens when Kentucky's gone to Nayland. They've gone down there, looked really bad on offense, and the game's just ugly playing cold weather, and you lose you know, 24-7. We've seen that. But this team was supposed to be different with all these seniors, all these upperclassmen we've had coming off a loss, still a tough loss to Georgia where you thought uh, if you win it, you win the East, obviously. But you thought that they would be able to bounce back after this tough performance. But I think a lot of it can come down to the offensive ineffectiveness. And when you can't put points on the board and then you get down early, you really can't come back. Yeah, you just can't come back. And as a team, I think that becomes kind of a mental block. And I think that's kind of what we saw. Saturday in Knoxville. I loved Benny Snell's response to it after the game. I thought that the, the, the fact that he was willing to tell reporters that, hey, I think there are people on this team that aren't uh, willing to put it – I don't think they have a winning mentality. And I think that they kind of gave, gave up. And, and if, you're not, if you're not one of us, if you're not you know, wanting to have – if you don't, don't want to dream big with us, then get out. You know, he just – you can kind of tell he kind of reached his breaking point where it's like, okay, you know, we, we had fun celebrating early in the year. We had our big big wins. But, you know, just because you had those big wins, you know, seven wins doesn't mean anything. He, you could tell he had those, those, that 10-2 and two dream, and, and you could tell he was just disappointed. that. What do you think of those comments, Drew? Because some people are like, oh, why do you need to be saying the air and dirty laundry while, while others are on Jack's side where they're, they're glad somebody's saying something after a bad loss? Oh, I like it, especially from your leader. you, you got to call people out. He wasn't calling anybody by name or anything specific. He was just saying. He blamed himself, too. Yeah. He, he, you know, he didn't. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that fire. Okay. And to whoever's not hungry in that locker room, you'll get left behind if you're not hungry. Yeah. I'm and just sad. 
thought they were going to win. I was so excited. I know, and especially Tennessee still sucks. People give me hell saying said Tennessee. They, they still suck. Kentucky just yeah. Sucks when did Saturday. you get your uniform and you know what, your your number? Because everybody's not good. attacking you, saying that you're that you were the reason everybody lost. And no, it's like, I don't okay. care about that. But Kentucky should not have lost to that team. The most frustrating thing was you knew going into the game that Kentucky was better at most spots. They just had to play as hard as Tennessee. And they just didn't. They just got out hut, which is kind of just they got they played Tennessee played harder. They deserved to win, and I think that's the most frustrating part. And then the Snell comments, I think we saw it in the Missouri game, him coming off the field all upset because the offense is sputtering. Mm-hmm. I think it, this is kind of weeks of frustration for him, and I think it just all came out after that game. Yeah, and now we're right. not in that locker room, so we don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe there's some young guys that are lollygagging, and the, you know the seniors have got to pick up. Um, but maybe maybe the team's being split because offense, defense. Offense is struggling. The defenses have to carry in the weight. Maybe that's what they need. Hopefully that's what they need, and hopefully it helps them shake out of this funk they're in right now. The the part that uh, part of the reason why I wanted to have Luckett on is Luckett comes on my radio show every Thursday, Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, Shout 8 out. to 10. Nice Shout plug. Nice yeah, plug. Nice plug. And he comes on every Thursday, and Luckett was – I mean, his everything he said happened. He was like, hey – Tennessee's defense, they kind of suck. But here's the thing about them. They have a lot of talent, and they're going to play really hard. They got some dudes. That, I mean, they had – Butch Jones couldn't coach, but he could recruit. So, they got some players, and but they're not good offensively. The one thing they can do, though, is get big plays. And then in the first half, when you don't have your free safety, you don't have Darius West, you're susceptible to big plays. And they hit one every time they put up points on the boards. They got a huge chunk play. And – that was something. That's something we haven't seen from this Kentucky defense all year. And I think it, that you talk about not only West losing him, but it kind of caused some shuffling in the secondary. So when you, I think you got Edwards on some, they got Edwards on some good matchups, and they really exposed him. I think that's a guy maybe we would have seen Devontae Robinson covering there in the nickel instead. Devontae Robinson was having to play free safety. So I, I think this year, I think we've realized as the season's gone on that Darius West, outside of Josh Allen. Is probably the second most important player on this defense because of his ability to play that position. But that that lets allows Kentucky's you know next best players in the secondary play a better position. Their most comfortable uh, spots. Yeah. I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but who are the the guilty parties in the hail mary? Well, the problem. So on the hail mary, everybody was kind of playing it right, and then the guy kind of just boxed everybody out. It was one of those where they were making sure they weren't getting beat deep. And in doing so, they allowed one guy to kind of slip underneath. Um, but the, 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 I think that was the frustrating part about those big plays. I'm not, I don't, I'm not even sure whose particular man that was. But Mike Edwards is this? got beat on like was, three Edwards was – Edwards, I believe it was Edwards or Beatty covering them. They both collapsed. But the problem was Kentucky wasn't in a prevent defense because they were playing for the field goal. So they had three linebackers underneath. So Tennessee runs a Hail Mary, and Kentucky's only got four guys back there, yeah. four or five guys. So which te- so they, they had a they kind of had when you run a Hail Mary, that's kind of the numbers advantage, and, they, and the guy made a great play. TJ was giving me hell this morning because like I would I would have been playing for the field goal too because Tennessee's got a good kicker, six seconds. That's enough time to run a 15 yard play. You know, quick little out, give you two seconds left. Um, so you can't. That was one of many things that went wrong. But I think as soon as that Hail Mary. Happened and Tennessee was getting the ball at half. You're like, oh god, Will's 
It's the gif with the wheels popping off the side of the car? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like that they're showing the highlights on a loop here as we're talking about it. What is it. this? Oh, it's, it's Jeremy freaking Pruitt Jeremy Pruitt. Oh, God. I thought we just had a worse. loop of the highlights in here. So they actually, I can tell in this background, they soften up that orange oh, on the background. Because That's more of a burnt Texas orange there. The Tennessee orange is the worst orange color. It was a sea of it. It was disgusting. And you, the the little on the steps, they've got it even orange and white on the steps, and it just it hurts your Kentucky eyes. Kentucky fans hate checkerboard. Go down to Knoxville, just just that checkerboard. My dad was all there wearing it. all orange. Did you all see him? No. And you know what? I think that's what it was. Franco brought some magic with him. Oh, did, uh, did he? Oh, but it's his fault. It's not your fault. It's oh, Franco's okay. fault. Yeah. God, oh. I just that stadium is so terrible. And like I'm, I mean, not just because I hate Tennessee. But getting around campus, like if Kentucky fans think they got it bad trying to find a place to park, oh, it's, it's so congested and just nothing but hills. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and like inside the stadium, it's just like uh, an amalgam of like we're just gonna throw this piece of stadium here, this piece of stadium there. It's all clustered. There's no there's no continuity in it all. It just uh, I just they updated a lot of the interior stuff on it, but it definitely will just it you can tell it's just an outdated. Just uh, yeah, it's I just not a fun place. In like I can, I can really see why like just the overwhelming, off hatred of Tennessee. If you've been to any of those games, just sit in the cold and watch that happen. Like, just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Like I had uh, some delicious brisket soup, and now my mouth just tastes like a fart because I'm t- thinking about <laughs> this disgusting Tennessee orange. All right, we need, to, we need to go back. Come on, that soup is awesome. That. The soup was awesome, but the Tennessee experience just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Let's just do a podcast about the soup. That was good brisket soup. It was very good soup. Not, it doesn't taste like a fart. Jack, we also sampled the nightlife afterwards. And Did you go to Cotton Eye Joe? No, we, we stayed in the downtown area. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that'd be Ma- Main square thing. Not, I was not as impressed with it as I thought Wait, I would be. Like the stadium, way too crowded. Yes, yeah. A KS bar is bigger than almost every bar we went to. It, it, they, I mean, the there were so many people there and so many college kids, and I mean, it, it, was, it was a great college atmosphere. But you just felt like you had no nowhere to move. It's just, it just was not. You're fun. sounding like an old man right now. Oh, I know. Although there was a game bar that we went to. Yeah, that's I, I, cool. I have to admit yeah. that Nick defeated me in hot shot. Yeah. Uh, by by three Twice. points. I got cheated. No, I got cheated once. though. No. Um, the, the balls no. didn't come out fast enough. Oh, that's what that it was. being yeah. said, it was that that bar was very fun. It was a machine malfunction. Yes. Oh, absolutely. No, not your shots malfunction. It was the machine. You know what? And I was, wearing a, I was wearing a jacket. Oh, and yeah. I was I was very constricted, and you know <laughs> Nick took his jacket off, so he was. Bag Carpenter always blames his tools. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. Um, okay. With all that being said, I think at the end of the day, we got to spend a lot of time talking about the offense because that's all that anybody's talking about. Ugh. Diagnosing the offensive problems with this Kentucky football team. Today, Mark Stoop said that this team isn't the most explosive offense. They've got to get long drives and finish them with touchdowns. And the problem has been over the last few weeks that they keep shooting themselves in the foot at inopportune moments. Uh, at the Georgia game, there was a false start on a third and two at like the six. Uh, this week, they're on the 26, and a, Terry Wilson doesn't catch the snap, backs him up 10 more yards. they got to kick a 51-yard field goal. Uh, and then there was another instance on the opening drive where Benny Snell misses a hole on second down. They go forward in third and one and get blown up. So, my question to 
You first, Jack. Do you agree with Mark Stoops' assessment? No. The, about his comments that he made today about yes. not changing up the game plan? No. Not, not even a little bit. You, you don't do – you, what do you think – before we get to solutions, what do you think the problem is with the offense? I think that it has gotten to the point where it's so predictable and one-dimensional that um, – Defenses know exactly what's coming at them every time. The entire stadium knew that Benny Snow was running it up the middle every single time, and there are no adjustments. I didn't think there were any second-half adjustments when, when it became obvious that stuff wasn't working, and I think Eddie Grant actually did a good job after the game admitting to that, saying, you know, I think I need to open it up a little bit. I think that I need to take some more shots. I think that this offense has the ability to you know, be a, be a home-run hitting offense, but you know, with when when you have a star like Benny Snell, you have to build the offense around him. But when things aren't working and you're that, that's your, your your only option really, then you know the, everything else is taken away and you don't have anything else to do. So, I so you I diversity is I, kind of your. Solution. I understand there's only two games left, and you know it's it's been a successful season, and you know Mark Stoops doesn't think it's a good idea to blow things up two games le- with two games left, but. Those are still two winnable games, and if you know the the next two defenses somehow figure out a way to stop Benny Snell and and that, I mean, then we could talk about a real disaster to end the season instead of just a potential one that's here right now. At Wicket, I want to get your thoughts on what's wrong with this offense because from and because I in a, in a sense I tend to agree with Stoops uh, because when you look at the total yardage. Uh, aside from the Florida game where you got a couple big plays, you had Terry Wilson's huge like 35-yard run on third down and his big play to Bowden. Aside from that game, in most of Kentucky's high-scoring games, so the 28 points against Mississippi State, 24 points against South Carolina, they had 320 yards and 300 yards of offense. That ain't too much different than what they did in Missouri. Missouri, yeah. they had 385 yards of offense, but they made mistakes at bad times. So I kind of tend to agree with him. Because all the guys that aren't named C.J. Conrad, Lynn Bowden, and Benny Snell aren't doing much. Taven Richardson's dropping open passes. Uh, is, is is Dorian Baker even still on the team? Because I haven't heard his name called in, I think, I just, like four weeks. When well, you didn't think he could be more disappointing, a fifth-year senior goes and gets suspended right for second biggest game of the year. And the thing was, we didn't even notice that he was suspended until today. Yeah, We just thought he'd been benched. Um, Stoops didn't say anything, though. Did he just said he was suspended? He just said he was suspended. Didn't provide any detail. Come on. Um, yeah. Probably a missed meeting or something. That would be my assumption, yeah, but who ball. knows. Uh, <laughs> but Ed, I, I want to know your thoughts on the offense because you, you take a more analytical perspective. Uh, you use, like, fancy things like uh, yards per attempt and catch rate. And I don't, formation. Sack rate. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're not smart, you got to build up a good vocabulary so people vocabulary. thank you. Vocabulary. Yes. Vocabulary. <laughs> vocabulary. vocabulary. I don't even know what a vocabulary is. That's see, how I see you're going to go up and look at the day because you think I'm smart. That's how it works. But anyway, first let's start with the identity of the offense. It's Benny Snell, run the ball in between the tackles. You have two guards, Bunchy Stallings and Logan Stenberg, who pushed around Jeffrey Simmons in that Mississippi State defensive line all over the field, pushed around a good Florida defense. Ever since Drake Jackson hurt his groin, what was it, first or second possession against A&M? This sounds right, yes. Good point. Yeah. It hasn't been the same. For whatever reason, something's off from that group. I don't know hmm. if they're banged up, playing hurt, we don't know about. Um, you know, you look at Logan Stenberg, it's a guy who usually mauls people. Yeah, up front against Tennessee, he got beat a couple times on third and short situations. We used to never see that thing 
something something like that happened to him. So you have to wonder what is going what is going on there. That 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 group right there is not playing like it should, and then it all it all blew up in their face last week because it was an all systems failure right. up front. But then I, you also have to wonder. Are the are the, is the coaching staff? It's Mark Stoops and Eddie Grant on the same page because after the game we hear Grant talk about being I have more to explosive. Make, yeah. I have to start taking first down shots because in college football today you cannot depend on 12, 14 play drives to score. You have to make it easy on yourself because players are going to make mistakes. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to have a you're going to you're going to get blown. Your right guard's going to get blown up. Three yard loss on second and seven. That's third and ten. That stuff's going. That's football. Stuff's like that's going to happen. So you have to be able to get yourself, you know, a cheap score. It's like basketball. If you can't score in the half court, let's get some turnovers. Let's get out and transition, get to the free throw line. In football, you got to find ways, whether it's a trick play, maybe it's a reverse, throwing it deep. So then when I hear Stoops today say, you know, we're just not – we don't have the athletes on the outside, I, I, it makes me wonder if they're not seeing eye to eye. I think you've hit the nail on the head oh. because when – I mean, the inside SEC thing, whenever you got Stoops, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Between that disconnect where he likes this ball control. Because to be fair, the ball control style is how they succeeded when they had Steven Johnson at quarterback. It's worked for three years. But now, and when you have an awesome defense. Yes. And, it, yes, exactly. And when the offense was at its best, it had a home run threat at running back to go with Benny Snell. Right. Yeah. And they had a deep, a deep post threat with Jeff Bidette. Yeah. They just they haven't had that the last few years, and we've seen if Benny Snell's rolling, they can they can go with anybody. But as soon as he stopped, they don't have a counterpunch, and that's the offense's biggest biggest problem right now. They do not have a counterpunch. Bolden is doing great, but at the end of the day, he's a possession receiver. He's yes. not he doesn't have that home run type ability. He's really good in what he does, but he doesn't have that home run ability, and that's what's hurting them. If you stop Snell, you stop Kentucky right now. And with offensive line issues, it's making yeah. it a lot easier to stop him. Because the offensive line, there was a couple of videos that came out, Drew, where it's like horrible. The, the guys right in front of you just block them. Like, we, we, like, you have to block somebody, or Terry Wilson is going to get sacked. But there, there's a lot of, like, the, the, the grandstands, I know it's it's fun to, like, some of the comments about Eddie Graham being terrible are kind of hilarious. Um, but, like, he's trying to get guys like Lynn Bowden the ball in space in unusual ways. Like, he ran a sweep to Bowden. Bowden could have gotten, like, I don't know, five, six yards if he goes north-south. But he's like, eh, you know what, let's try to just flip the field. It's like, you can't. can't. That stuff happens, though, when it's so hard for your offense to move the ball. Yeah. Players try to. Get, get out of their comfort zone, and they try to make a, a you know a hero play. And I think that's what happened with Bolden. He had the angle to the sideline. It's going to be a four or five yard gain. Then you're looking at se- second and five. He goes and tries to make a play, and then you're looking at second and fourteen. It's just little stuff like that. Because when you have an offense that's not explosive, every mistake is magnified oh, by a millionfold. So when you and then then it start then you get to a point where it starts getting in your head and then the field we're gonna get in the field goal situation I'm assuming sure we don't have we don't <laughs> yeah. they don't have the guy who's on this podcast the best kicker in school history who bailed them out a lot because he could hit from 50 in and he was almost automatic they do not have that this year so when they get down so when drives get down there we've already seen Stoops a few times not go for a field goal when they could have had a 40 ish yarder so that that that's another thing so. When you get down there, you're almost having to get touchdowns, and that makes it even harder for the offense. And even mentally, like, there's a difference if you're a defense and it's 3 nothing than 3-3. Three, three. Like, if it's a tie game, you're like, oh, well, we don't have to go and score a touchdown right here. Like, it, it just 
Apparently, Chance Poor might not play this Saturday, too. Soup said it. Cause, uh, so you can you still get your four. Save the red shirt. You can still get your four. I think they're going to try to save the red shirt. He said he's so going then he wouldn't play at Louisville, either. Now, we've heard – we've he's had going to play him in a bowl game. He's – he tried to not play Steven Johnson a couple years against Austin P too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So yeah, we'll see go, how that down goes. Like Fourteen hours. Yeah. Like Gosh, that. Steven Johnson was just so broken at that point. You could tell he was just so frustrated. Like, come on, man! I needed one game. Yeah, like, just give know, me one you know break. He stayed up late, not thinking he'd get to play. <laughs> I feel like um, we just diagnosed the offense's problems, all of them. But my question is: Is it going to get fixed, or is this just going to be an ugly end of the year? I think to end the season. I, I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but Middle Tennessee State's kind of hot right now. Just yeah. Just that out there. Um, Yikes. Their, bat, uh, their, their big losses came at the beginning of the year. They yeah. 35-7 to Vanderbilt, 49-7 Georgia. Yeah. But, I'm not saying they'd win, but uh, if you're going to keep scoring seven, ten points a game, you never well, know. To be fair, for an air raid offense, they aren't very air raidy. Tony Franklin's their offensive coordinator, former uh, Hal Mummy UK guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think they're – they're like middle of the road conference USA. They're they're go, they're probably going. They're playing UAB for uh, their division title next week. And rumblings are that if things get bad, they'll just sit all their starters like halfway into the game because they don't they want to make sure they're healthy going into okay. that UAB game. As so, crazy as that sounds, but that's true. They're playing for a conference championship, and this game really is doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, it'd be yeah. a big deal to beat an SEC team, but if things aren't going well, they might sit them. But for an air raid team, they don't put up like. Uh, you know, they're putting up like Wazoo numbers or Big 12. Well, for a 12th ranked team, Kentucky's not putting up numbers either. No, not at all. And uh, shout out no. to all the jokesters whenever I said, hey, Kentucky's a two touchdown favorite. And they're like, what's it going to be, Kentucky 7, Middle Tennessee negative 7? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. That's some good I jokes. I kind of like it. That's not a good joke. I kind of like it. I already it. took UK to cover anyway. But, uh, so, but Drew, do you, I, 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 I know you, you kind of liked what Eddie Grant said after the game. I did. Well, do, I like Smile on it. Wait, three years ago, What's his face is making excuses and if it would have worked, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, it sucked. Grand's not doing well right now, but I give him a little credit for saying, hey, hand up, my bad. I thought we could run on Tennessee. Everyone in the world thought they could run on Tennessee. You yes. can't really blame him for <laughs> planning that way. Right. They just weren't able to do it. So I, I did like his comments, and he's kind of been like that all year, and no one's been as fresh with him as me. I've deleted tweets. I, I've said things. I'm not quite fire Eddie Grand like your boy Jack over here, but Man, I, I've been critical oh, of him, but he does yeah. own up to it. I do like that about him. I did delete that tweet, by the way. <laughs> we, we, we just get caught up in the game. Yes, and, and I, I think what also doesn't benefit Eddie Grand too, I don't know how many people like actually have heard the sound of Eddie Grand's voice that want to fire him. So like I'm used to hearing him every week, and his kind of approach is the reason why Kentucky was able to win seven games the last two seasons, or – three in a row now, at least seven this year. They can go for nine. Um, and also what, what makes him different than most others is, A, he's a hell of a running backs coach. I don't think there's any denying that. And he's a pretty damn good recruiter too. Uh, last year, Kentucky had more people from the state of Florida than Ohio in their recruiting class, and that's a big – and Eddie Grant's the reason why. Here's the yeah. thing with Grant. If he didn't have the ability to conform, to change the offense when Drew Barker went out in 2016 to a ground-heavy approach yeah. – Mark Stoops would not be the head coach here right now, more than likely. Now, yeah, I think it's very, safe to say. very likely. So, so when that happened, Grand, who ran a tempo offense at Cincinnati, uh, on balance, but Grand in his last year they ran over 80 plays a game. He was top 10 in pace in all college football. So they ran an up tempo offense. That's what Stoops wanted to run because we've heard him talk about hey, we need to pass the ball. We have to pass the ball to win games in this league. 
So now we get to it. Now you find a superstar in Benny Snell. And obviously you've got to do what your best players are. And that's with Snell, that identity is, you know, ground and pound, getting the big tight end sets and just let's try to wear on teams. And so they've done that. But now we're at a point with seven touchdowns in the last 22 quarters. For this season, you just got to figure something out. He's like, go win these last two games. And then let's get to the Citrus Bowl, and then we got a month of bowl prep. Then we can start talking about the future. Then we can figure out what you want to do. But I think as a program, I think Mark Stoops, has, this season is over. I know what he's saying right now, but I think he's going to have to, when he takes a step back, I think he's going to have to realize we're going to keep Eddie Grand. And with the skill talent we have next year, we do not have a Benny Snell. Nope. We've got an A.J. Rose. We've got a Lynn Bowden. We've got a freshman, Wondell Robinson, who should be able to contribute right away in the slot. We've got a bunch – all the receivers are coming back outside of Dorian Baker. Another which big one. A, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another big one happened last night, too. And you lose Conrad, but that, that's going to open up the offense even more. And when uh, Graham was at Cincinnati, they didn't use tight ends. So, I think that's – if if I think next year is the year where you can spread it out and run tempo a little bit more. If he doesn't want to do that, and if he wants to go in the direction they're going now, I think you you almost have to make a change because this is not – I don't think this is we, – we got mad at Eddie Graham, but I tell people all the time, he's running the head coach's offense. That's what he's doing. Yeah, He's, he's doing the best thing it is for this team to win. And for them to win, what they think right now is to shrink the game and uh, milk the clock and try to win a low-scoring game. Lean on the defense. But what, when you do that, you have to have a great kicking game. And right now, let's face it, they don't have a, a, even a good kicking game. No. So um, so all the mistakes are blown up in your face. But that's a conversation we can have at a later date. But I think it's something uh, to realize. And But I wouldn't expect to see it this year until maybe the bowl game. Right now, you just kind of get put the ball in 26's belly and hopefully he can carry it well, two wins. And in the intermediary, you can – I mean, they threw it, what, 36 times against yep. Tennessee? You can still throw it 35, 40 times against middle because, hey, you're probably going to have to because uh, even if you, you hold them, this team is going to throw a lot of passes. They're going to get a couple chunk plays on you. So I, I think you'll see uh, them try the tempo a little bit more, maybe try maybe some passes on first down. Like, uh, what was it? Was it – I can't the – na- the game escapes me where they where they started off and they are throwing a lot of little six-yard hitches on first downs. It was like, huh. It's wide open. They came out and threw it against Missouri that first drive. Yeah. yeah, and it was like they moved the ball well, shot themselves in the foot. I think you'll see some of that against Middle. Uh, against Louisville, you can just run. Uh, I think Jack could get 150 yards rushing against Louisville's defense. I count on it. Put, sign me up. Which, oh, I love Louisville. Okay. As, long as, as long as Van Gorder is on that sideline, I think Kentucky should Ooh. feel pretty confident so about that game. So, I cannot wait to have uh, – we'll, we'll talk a little bit more Middle, but first things first um, – Brian Van Gorder's face is hilarious, and it is almost as funny as Bobby Petrino's face when he was doing his TV show and being fired. That was such a beautiful Unfortunate sight. timing. Man, that screen sight. cap, whoever grabbed that, like, you, you're the man. Like, the Bomani and them use it on their show today. Like, I didn't even know people still watch those shows, to be <laughs> honest. I'm sure they're getting great ratings this year. Oh, my gosh. But the fact that uh, – like, I know Stoops has a show, but I couldn't even tell you where to find it. I turned it on uh, Sunday. Maybe the first time in the Stoops era I've watched it. Yeah. Typical coach. Did you see show? Boogie uh, tap dancing? I did see the Boogie tap dancing. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> That's actually right where I, when I turned it on. They need to put that segment online so we can use it because it would be hilarious to see him tap Did they actually have video of him tap dancing? Yeah, from high school. That's awesome because I, I only <laughs> saw a picture of whatever they had uh, was it good? on Twitter. Uh, uh, I mean, as far as tap dancing, high school tap dancing goes, I was impressed. I mean, I'm sure that you you know quite a bit about tap dancing. Yeah, my, so, like, my uh, little sister was a tap dancer. I used to go to her recitals. 
He was a little better than the five and six year olds I uh, went to go see back then. But back in Madisonville. It's such a unexpected, you know, fun fact about him. Yeah. When he they were like, he's really into tap, tap dancing. dancing. <laughs> like, what? Did not see that coming. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you can find that on the Mark Stoops show. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're going to have a Bobby Petrino show this Sunday. I hope so. Um, I mean, they should try. Maybe they can <laughs> get him on the phone. But Bobby, he wait, gone. They can do Nick Petrino. Oh wait. They should have a, just a line through Coach Bobby Petrino, just a line through the coach part, and just <laughs> call up old dude. I'm really mad we don't get to play him. Oh uh, no, because his when his face gets, he quenches those jaws, and his face gets red. I mean, they've been so bad though that we yeah, haven't even really seen he's it. He's not even gonna get mad. He's just put me out of my misery. I was paying quite a bit of attention to the Syracuse game Friday because why. <laughs> I think because everybody who has a brain and a Bovada account bet Syracuse to cover minus 21. And there was one moment where he was doing the play card cover your mouth thing. And it's like, why even do yeah, that they were at down this point? Like 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put in. Tell they, everybody your plays and it still won't matter. They, they put in their walk-on third-string quarterback, uh, uh, McCormick, <laughs> who I, I had no idea he was on the team. In his first pass, like – Popped off a dude's helmet or something, went 20 feet <laughs> yeah. in the air. They got caught at like a punt return. They had 10 penalties in the first half and four straight turnovers. It was, I mean. And not only is Louisville 0-7 in the ACC, they're 0-7 in a bad ACC. Florida State's way down. God. Clemson's awesome, but the whole con- Pitt's going to win that division at 7-5 and five and play and go get beat by 100 <laughs> in the ACC championship game. So, they're not only are they they're bad, they're getting – destroyed by bad teams. It's just like from a Kentucky standpoint we don't win by you have to win 35. the game but everybody I think it'd be good for everybody's psyche if they went down there and just smothered them. So uh the Syracuse was we always say free money. That one actually was free money. Uh, yes. I'm surprised Bovada didn't pay us all out before kickoff. It's fifteen this week against a ranked NC State team. It's only fifteen? Yeah. <laughs> oh it's really and it's, 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 it's in Louisville. They're begging you, begging you to take well, this state. All right, so here's the thing. When they did fire Petrino, all hijinks aside, because nobody had this coming more than Bobby Petrino, but I was just, from a are-you-worried Kentucky standpoint, you're probably going to see a re-energized team, because let's face it, they quit trying weeks ago. They, like, they were just – it was funny watching, like, linemen on, like, extra points just, like, stand up and not do anything. But – you might see them try, like, give some effort in the next game. Teams rally around interim head coaches. You always you usually get that interim bump because it's usually kind of the the, co- the players' coach on the staff. Yes. And it's getting rid of, I'm sure that that Petrino and all his family. I'm yeah. sure they weren't. They probably thought all those guys were posers. Cause I didn't realize there were so many Petrinos on the uh, staff. There's three. I think three. Two son-in-laws. Two son-in-laws son and two Petrinos. <laughs> and then. You had the uh, is it, was Andy Wagner the is he a son-in-law he, the director of football? Ops? I don't know what he is. I know I know a lot of old people have been talking about they, him. They like really he's hate related him or something because yeah. he he like blocked. Well, most of their coaches just block Louisville fans on Twitter. Yeah, and is, all the media all the media types <laughs> were blocked. And recruits that they're recruiting um, <laughs> blocked. <laughs> we don't want you they anyway. Just, they just blocked everybody. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is so if you're going to get that energy bump, you're going to get it this Saturday. But here's the thing. NC State, they, they stunk it up against Wake Forest, mm-hmm. but they, like, need to win on Saturday. And NC State's good enough. They're not going to go and lay an egg at Louisville. So, I think Louisville's going to get their ego. Like, they'll, they'll try for a half, 
and then realize, oh, we do suck. We still then, suck. We suck again. Yeah, and then, and then get knocked down. And it's that new, it's the noon kickoff, uh, so they're yeah. going to have a little bit more fans there, but that's still going to be a very, very lazy Speak, environment. Speaking of noon kickoff, I'm pissed and quite shocked we didn't get the noon kickoff with Man. them. It's like the first time in, like, what? It's the first time since they moved it to Thanksgiving weekend that it hasn't been a noon game. Man, and it's going to be so cold. Like, uh, I, I want Kentucky fans to show up because it's going to be one of those fun moments where, like, half the stadium's blue. I think and, there's going to be more Kentucky fans than L fans. I genuinely I think so. I hope that too. happens. But that 7 o'clock kickoff, like, I know the Big Blue Nation's like, oh, night game, night game. It's like, well, night games kind of stink when it's 30 degrees and you're playing a terrible Louisville team. An absolutely terrible Louisville team. So They serve booze, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can at least go get drunk. I want blue to cover the crowd except the Adidas logo. I want to just kind of surround that. So, <laughs> the Louisville fans will try to convince you to, oh, we, we, we keep that open for branding purposes. Like, no, no. <laughs> those no, that's not those true. seats are definitely that's for that's sale. That's not even remotely true. The thing is, is that would actually, like, if they did that part of the expansion first and didn't have a stupid upper bowl, like, they'd be fine. Like, that would probably be what they need, but, like. It would look a lot better. They're not going to fill they, they are never going to fill that thing up. Some of those pictures of this year have just been, oh, my goodness. Been hilarious. Horrible. The Indiana State were, were hilarious. Oh, yeah. Not just from, like, the numbers of people, but, like, it, that was an incredible monsoon, too. And, like, I think <laughs> I know, 25 <laughs> They had, like, three or four different weather delays in one night. Man, I, I forgot. That was a Florida game night, right? So, like, I'm in, like, hysteria, and I'm just back in my hotel room. It's 1.30. I'm still writing posts about the Florida game. I'm like, oh, Louisville's still barely beating Indiana <laughs> State? What the hell is going on? Oh, man, Louisville. Good old Louisville. Even when we can't really celebrate, we can always They, they always give you uh, a reason to be happy. Um, What's our mindset supposed to be right now? If you recall last week, I kept saying we're seven and two, kiss my ass. Yes. I'm not gonna say we're seven and three, kiss my ass. I don't know how to feel right now. I Obviously, think, Louisville sucks. Yes. So we don't want to feel that bad. Right. I think but it, I'm very torn. I think as a team, it's kind of a get back to basics kind of thing, and as a fan base, it's just just win the game. Let's I've just seen go a lot of Twitter it. people saying, "Don't tell me we're seven and three; it's a good year." So lots of fans don't want to hear it, but I still kind of feel that way. Well, I mean, they've definitely can't take like away from all the good parts. Last I mean, month, because see that 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 is the part that sucks. Because a, it's just been a bad week in general. You go from Ugh. like, oh, we can win the SEC East, and then curb stomp Duke on national TV, and then it's just like one L after another. And even your your wins, like I paid more attention to Syracuse Louisville than I did Kentucky Southern Illinois. Like that was, that was it's just. It's been hard to be a fan for the last 10 days. But with that being said, I think at this point, you just almost have to be hopeful that they do finish 9-3 so that, in hindsight, this is still good. Because I think that'll the, people will rally back. That, yeah. If you get to that now win mark, you're going to lose. I lost, I lost what I was going with that. You but. looked up and saw the Patriots on TV losing 34 <laughs> to 10 to my Titans. That added and lost to your train of thought. That added to my overall depression of this weekend. Jack oh really goodness. didn't have a very good weekend. No. I'm wearing a Red Sox sweatshirt because that's the only team I can actually be happy with right now, and they're not even playing anymore. 
I had tickets to that game. Didn't go because I thought they'd lose. We, Nick and I were going to get press press credentials for it and thinking that I was going to go see a curb stomping in, in Nashville. And Jack also didn't know that Nashville's three hours away from Knoxville. In my mind, it was just like, oh, it's Tennessee. You know, you just go down, we'll just go down there and, you know, Knoxville to Knox- Nashville, not too Knoxville bad. Knoxville and Memphis might as well be in different <laughs> sides of the country. Yeah, it's miserable. Um, but I, I think it really is contingent. Like, the, the reason why it does suck, because, A, the people who are like, oh, nine and three and second in the East is mediocrity when you compare what we could have had. Well, nobody going into the season thought we were going to be playing Georgia for the SEC East, okay? So you have to look back and say, hey, this season has had unbelievable moments, unbelievable highs. Beating Florida at Florida, snapping the streak, unbelievable moment. Winning at Missouri on a walk-off, unbelievable. The week leading in Georgia, so much fun. Kicking the shit out of Mississippi State. I mean, the crap in the out rain, of Mississippi State in South Carolina. That was, oh my gosh, that, that was just so much fun. I wish it would flipped. I wish we started slow and then did all that. Then we'd all just be so happy. But it's we're going backwards. I think a lot of this negativity you get is in the fans' mind. They, they remember all these second half collapses. So they're just. What's well, why 2016? So they go to thinking the worst. 2016. Everybody remembers year. 2016 yeah. as an excellent year, even though the beginning of the year we almost lost Mark Stoops. The Gainesville beatdown happened. Like yeah. that. That year overall was but it ended mediocre. On but we had Mississippi State at the end. We had the Louisville walk off kickoff. You know, walk off kick. Like you had the good feelings at the end of the year. The thing is, I think they can get it ca- like recaptured. But the problem is that this senior class deserves to have a fun going away party. And I don't think they're going to get it, and that sucks because there are so many fans on Twitter that are going. We can we can show the fan the the staff how disappointed we are in their their collapse lately by not showing up. It's like what is what good is that going to do? I mean, you got you have guys like Mike Edwards, Josh Allen, you know Jordan Jones that came back for Benny. this. Yeah, well, yeah, this is be the last time we see Benny. Yeah, they came back for so this moment. You can say bye to them in a in an awesome way. You can go in go in there. They can. Knock the crap out of Middle Tennessee State. It, it, it could be an awesome environment, but it's not going to be. Two of the best players in the program's history will be playing their last game. Two Why is there a fire truck outside? Ever. Did we burn something down? Uh-oh. Drew? It's never I didn't sound, do it. What? Yeah, Wasn't me. It's our takes. It's, it's all of our hot takes. The, the takes uh, are way too hot. Yeah. We're running in with hoses. This is not good. Uh-oh. Well, we'll just keep going. We'll but go down with the. See, this is like the the musicians. This is the last hands off football podcast. <laughs> yeah. we're we're gonna play oh, until the Titanic one. sinks. Something's going down. It's good radio. Though. This is kind of concerning. All right, this is, this is concerning. Um, <laughs> but Drew, to your point, I think if you kick, if if you have a good win where you score twenty eight points against Middle Tennessee State. At least 28. 28 some, but at least 28. At least 20. Just get to 20. <laughs> just, no. just get yeah, to ba- 20. Baby more than 20. Baby said to this point, 20 would be a, an but accomplishment. If you get a win, you beat Louisville final game of the season, you go to Central Citrus Bowl and you play a team like Penn State, that – I mean, what more could fans, you ask Fans are bought back in. They, yeah. They're rallying around the team. And again. I think this team, more than any, anything, they need just a break to get – I think they're – I think you brought this up, Nick. I think they're mentally exhausted, and I think they're physically exhausted. They played a really tough schedule. They played some really good fronts, and the way their offense is, every game's been to, had to play just just in a phone booth. You've had to just beat each other beat each other up, and when you play like that, you also have to practice like that. Right. So I think the team 
is I mean, we really had two dudes up. break hands. Our, the two linebackers broke their hands in practice. Uh-huh. So, like, if that doesn't tell you kind of how they've had to play, uh, like, I, I love that Stoops has the Youngstown physicality thing. I, I love that style of football. But I, I think it does take its toll in, late in the season in November. The good part was is that the back half of the schedule, not tough. Tennessee, we saw that it still took too much of a toll. We'll see on Saturday if that changes at all. Um, but now is the part where we're, we're going to have some fun. We're going to switch some gears. We always have fun. Um, do you have any, Drew, do you have any parting words for Bobby Petrino before we get on to the seniors? I'm, I'm going to miss Bobby Petrino. I really wanted him to beg for mercy in that last game of the year this year. I wanted him to crawl across the field on all fours and grab the bottom of Stoops' pants and say, please stop scoring on me. But unfortunately, he's running off of $14 million. It's a nice problem to have. Yeah, it. I just my favorite part is I, I have one of those um, I have one of those really annoying high school friends who like was Mister Bring Bobby Back like went to his introductory press conference like yeah Bobby's the man go Bobby woo hit Bobby 2.0 and like to see it all go up in flames he I think this was was this year four or five 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 he's never been at a place longer than five years and I was like. He ain't gonna be there longer than five this time. I Almost didn't. Had it. I didn't think it was going to be because he was so terrible. He had to get fired in the middle of the season, but he did because he's he's uh, he's a, a hired uh, he's a hired gun, uh-huh. a hired gun who got Lamar Jackson, showed a lot of promise with him, but couldn't recruit guys in his own backyard. He had Rondell Moore growing up. He had all these like superstars. Like yeah, I like Louisville. I want to go back. Purdue's got all the. the they're, they're making stories about how uh, he grew up being a Louisville fan, but they didn't, you know, show him enough love and all this stuff. So he ended up at Purdue. Just, uh, uh, it's beautiful. Hilarious. You got to bend your narrative somehow, Nick. Yeah. But for me, the Petrino beating him with the Heisman winner for a Kentucky fan—that's always going to be up there. Yeah, I love it. But I think this year, what it showed, and what we always kind of thought, like you said, he never, he never, he'd been four years at Louisville's first tenure, four years at Arkansas. And so we never seen him longer. Uh, one year at Western, so we never seen him have to build a program. And what we're seeing now, the big part about being a college football coach, it's not just you know calling plays on the field. It's not just you have to deal with personnel. You have to deal with connected connected kids. Get everybody pulling in the same direction. Families can't stand him, yeah. so they don't trust him. And so I his think own <laughs> assistant coaches can't stand him. So now we don't have to hear all different types of people, national people, talk about how good of a coach he is when everybody sees, everybody sees what he is. He He's a great play caller. If that's all he has to do, if he gets a job somewhere, he could be a great offensive coordinator. But we're seeing that he, he cannot be somewhere and have sustained success. Could, could he potentially replace Eddie Grand, an offensive coordinator at Kentucky? Oh, that's why the fire trucks are here, for Jack's take. <laughs> oh, wow. Bobby so, Petrino, UK offensive coordinator? No. Uh, <laughs> Nick and I had a long discussion about whether or not I should write a post on KSR. Completely sarcastic, like zero chance in, in the world do I want Bobby Trino to be our offensive coordinator. But I was going to write it to just watch the world burn. And yeah. I, d- I just don't think that would turn out well for the website. So People, se- people don't seem to be into jokes right now. No, no. I tried to write a joke post the other day, and they, they just destroyed me for it. <laughs> they I really so, did. That so was, which I'm I, like, you whatever. know what, Jack? We, I thought it was funny. Thank you. Uh, At I least somebody it. appreciates it. There, there are people in my Twitter mentions who genuinely believe I lost the game Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you suited up. You, 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 I did not. I, didn't the, even, I wasn't even in the same state. You're, you're the contra- uh, quarterback controversy. You're, 
Yep. It's all right. It's all you. Gotta you. blame somebody. I'll take it. Man, uh, I I, I do not block people, but I actually blocked somebody today because I was just like, dude, stop. Just stop. I can't I can't handle this. Like I appreciate that you care so much, but just chill. It's it's everything's fine. This has been a great season. Just because Kentucky might isn't gonna finish ten and two doesn't mean that it's a bad year. Ho hum. Okay? Saturday. There will be thirteen no 16. excuse me. Sixteen seniors who will say goodbye to Kroger Field for the last time. And a junior. And and a Benny Snell. Yes. And over the last three years, they've won 13 SEC games. This is the m- most in program history. Tied for the most, I think, with that 77 group. But still, most – Kentucky hasn't won five uh, SEC games in a season since, I believe, 77. I don't know. Everything at this point is 77. That's what I just keep saying. 84 or 77. Yes. Yeah. It's 84 or 77. So you're looking at something that has not been done in my lifetime. Pretty, pretty freaking incredible. And – we deserve the, – these seniors deserve a salute. So, I just – I wanted to share some of our favorite memories from seniors. And I'm going to start with one because we, we've been kind of going in like, ooh, from this sucks to this is good. So, I'm going to start with Dorian Baker, who uh, – to say the that – The touchdown maker. To say that he's had an up-and-down career, that uh, would be an understatement. I, so, in 2015, his sophomore year, he had like 58 catches – I don't think he's had that many in the, uh, the rest of his three years combined. Um, but with that being said, like, dude, come on, Dorian, why are you getting suspended your senior year? Like, yeah, that was bad. He's, he's had bad. his Look. he's had his up and downs. No, well, okay, he's had four. He had two ups. He's had four ups, four really good ups. One of those I was on the sideline for down in Death Valley, and the cats. Oh. We're getting oh, absolutely yeah. That was killed. not an up. No, you cannot that was, taunt. That, no, that was an up. Dude, that he, was an up. He was no, not taunting. That's not an up. He, no, that was awesome. He he no. would get arrested in today's football world. <laughs> that, that was that was a down. They would he put was, him in handcuffs and walk him off the field. He was dancing while down a million points. Dude, he knocked that dude's mouthpiece out from the numbers to the sideline. Drew, if you hit somebody that hard, you'd probably be dancing too. If you're down 50 points. <laughs> he knocked the crap out of that guy. That was. That was that was, and I, I mostly say that because it. I mean, like I was standing right there, and it was in Death Valley, and it, it was just cool. So uh, you had that game. You had the game where he say he saved Stoops' job maybe twice, definitely once. Eastern Kentucky game. Oh yeah, single handedly. That, up. Yeah, he he has the force overtime fade and then the overtime fade. Um, he had so everybody remembers the awesome against kick that that time Lamar fumbled. But people forget the time that Dorian Baker caught the like forty-yard bomb, tiptoeing on the side of the end zone to take the that lead. That was a good catch. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a hell of a catch. Does it take the lead or tie? Took the took tie. the lead. Took Tied the lead. up at thirty-eight. Well, they went up and then Louisville went down and scored, and then Kentucky had to punt. Then, then we'll this is how many times I've watched that game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he made that. And then Georgia Tech, even though Kentucky did that thing where they got behind the eight ball as soon as the game started. Uh, against Georgia Tech in the Tax Slayer Bowl, he had a hell of a touchdown catch in that game where he's just completely stretched out in the back of the end zone. And we all thought the next year he was that was going to be his, uh, you know, that the base for a, neck, a great senior year, and then he you know, hurts his ankle or whatever. Yeah, or break, broke his ankle, ankle. Yeah. 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 Ball camp. So, uh, Dorian Baker, touchdown maker. It's been, uh, it's been something. It's been something. Uh, Chris Westry. 
Chris Westry. Our favorite name to say on this podcast. Drew, well, what stands out to you about Mr. Westry? Well, his, his biggest up was his freshman year at South Carolina. Made I, some big I, plays. I wrote a, this kid is going to be a locked first-round pick by the time he leaves here. Man, what a disappointment that has been. Well, it's because he read that and got comfortable. He retweeted it. He did retweet yeah, it, so, so I think you, I think that's right. You told him that. <laughs> I, I am the reason Chris Westry is not a first-round yes. pick, so wow. I apologize. Sorry. Just as much blame as you have for the Tennessee game, I'm the, I, I'm the reason Chris Westry has been disappointing. He uh, he did have that one awesome moment where Hayden Hurst tried to jump that over tackle, him. That yeah. tackle, <laughs> body <laughs> slam, it was Something beautiful. South Carolina brings out the best in Westry. Westway. He also was, Westway. was it his sophomore year where he like didn't miss a tackle? Was that right? Remember that? I cannot believe. I, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. He like didn't miss a tackle. So it, and now he goes up and just. <laughs> but I, I, there's there's one thing Westry did not do well over his career, and that was a worn zone defense. Not not a big zone defense guy. Uh, early on, they would just like just play this dude man, and the height helped. Uh, I think. Stoops. Westry Island, he just wants to, to play man. Stoops had a, a funny joke about, like, yeah, if you get enough tall corners, eventually they're just going to get in the way or something like that. Like, if nothing else, they're going to get in the way. Um, but overall, a solid career. He, he kind of uh, sidestepped to be corner number three when Lonnie Johnson emerged. Who, Lonnie Johnson, I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody with a better story than Lonnie Johnson. The dude's from, like, the worst background imaginable. Like, Gary, Indiana. The bad parts of Gary, Indiana. He had just friends after friend getting killed. He get he, he, he has an early offer from Ohio State, but he doesn't have the grades to get in. Has to go to JUCO. He goes to one. Has to go to a second one, and he sits out complete for an entire year just so he can have the grades to make it. He makes it, gets on campus. His first workout, he just throws up everywhere. He he because he doesn't know how to like hydrate and nourish his body to be ready for an SEC workout. He slowly, slowly gets in. Ends up playing, starting by the end of last year. And he's he's one of those guys. Like he's gonna be like a six round draft pick next year because of his ability, his size, his ability. He's played only corner here, but I think he might be able to play safety at the next level. NFL scouts, he's one of their favorites when they go to watch practice. Lonnie Johnson is. Put a pin in that one. And this year, they've tried to throw at him a couple of times. He gave up the bad play. Was it Debo's touchdown? Yes. Yep. Yeah, third down. All and, you had to do is bat it down. You got the ball. He tried to pick it off. Both in the Vanderbilt touchdown he gave up. Both yeah. of those, he just kind of – Went for he, the big play. He, well, he, he kind of lost his footing against Vanderbilt, and then in yeah, South Carolina yeah. he made a bad, yeah, you know, bad undercut. But overall, just – Solid corner, a great contributor for the last two years. Um, I think the best of the bunch, though, was the one who didn't get the shot early enough, and that's Derek Beatty. Beatty's Derek Beatty. Beatty's been crazy good this year. Unbelievable. The problem is he hasn't got as many picks because they just haven't thrown at him. Mm -hmm. What's his completion percentage downfield like? 11 11% or, 20, or right? something like that. Or no, that, that's the whole defense. His, though, is something really yeah. crazy good. Yeah. I know with the PFF numbers when they put up well, the corners isolated, he's all he's been up there most of the season. He's having a – we really haven't noticed him because teams aren't throwing – they're they're not they're not throwing at him. So, that, that that says a lot about a corner. When you're not seeing him very much, that tells you he's doing his job. And, and he, he was one of those two that, like, I, th- I think they've moved him more – Towards that kind of island, which I always get. I think they move him more towards the field 
Is that right? I get the two yeah. mixed up all he's the been, time. He's the field corner, and then Westry and Johnson play the bounce, yes. which is a short. Why is he? I feel like he was up in the run support a lot more, uh, but they've gotten away from that because he's so good at tackling or at, at coverage. Um, he did have so one of uh, the the games that people just aren't going to forget unless you were there because it was really fun when you were there. The game at Vandy last year was a ton of fun, and he was a big reason why. He had a big pick right before half that made the game go from like. 17 to 7 to like 24 to 7 in a hurry. He had a crazy good pick. And then the Eastern Michigan game, Broken Roback had a chance to win at the end, and then he got a late interception that pretty much sealed it last year. Um, any any Beatty moments I'm missing, Drew? I've always been a big Beatty fan. No particular moment. One that stands out is him getting robbed of an interception a couple weeks ago against, what was that, Vandy? Oh, God, yes. The worst oh, was, football yeah, call yeah. in the history of American college football. I saw football. last week, and I don't agree with this, but Bleacher Report has him as a first-round draft pick. Top, like, 15 draft pick. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Ble- Bleacher I don't Report think, but really I think goes for the head. a solid line. second or yeah. third rounder, yeah. though. Yeah, I – Pro day this year? It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of head coaches And the there. senior bowl is going to be, have to be something we're going to have to pay attention yeah. to this year. Ooh, maybe I get to, ready. Am I going to have to go to that? Yeah, when is it? It's, uh, You're going. I'll go with you. Actually, yeah, I think I need to go to that. I'm definitely going to the combat. Uh, look at it. I'll go with you. How many tackles did Edwards have last game? I missed a good game? KSR road trip. Shit. He was one tackle away from getting a 300 club last game. Mike Edwards. He'll get it on Saturday. He'll get it on Saturday. So, him and Josh Allen both are just right there to get career records. Edwards, there's only seven, 18 guys in the 300 tackle club. He'll be the 19th. One of those guys that like doesn't get enough. Uh, like he, the plays that he makes are one of those that you notice if he's not there to make him, especially when it comes to cutback lanes. And I think that's where we saw Tennessee killed Kentucky on the cutback lanes early on, running the ball because Edwards got shuffled around on Saturday. There's been a couple times where like. I see the cutback lane, and then it's like, oh, Mike Edwards, ready to save the day. His his ability, not only in run support, but, like, to his closing speed on plays. Well, I remember standing next to you, Jack, at one of the open practices and watching, like, you're like, oh, completion, and then just Mike's there. God. And I know I know he's one of your favorite players, Jack. Yeah, I, I have to be quiet about this because we're we're good buddies. This is this is a we mean you to be this quiet. This is an emotional just brag emotional about weekend. It. Are you going to be on the field holding his jersey when he comes up? <laughs> yeah, I You're actually walk out I, I actually him? I actually put it in the the little uh, in the frame. Keep Jack will actually break. dye his hair for the Badger. <laughs> yeah, right Dude, down the middle. So, hey, seriously though, you need to do that. I will. All I right, will. I, lo- you, I love that man. Put it. He put it in writing. He told me before last season started that there was zero percent chance he was coming back as a senior. Like he hated school, wanted no part of being. He, he wanted. Mike's he, not a big school guy. He <laughs> wanted to go to the NFL guy. so bad. He like you know told me about all the conversations he had with NFL teams. He he had a third round guarantee last year. Said and basically said. If you want to go right now, I promise you, it's the Detroit Lions promising a third round pick, and probably good. He and then he's it. like, uh, "No, I'll go back to school." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of a dumpster fire. I'm not doing it." But his his mom was played a big part in that. wanted wanted him to get his degree. He's going to graduate in December, so very proud of him. Sound like a proud papa. Over I there. am, man. Very, you very need happy a, you for need him. a tissue? Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be a sad moment. Um, Dude, uh, best best moment was Louisville for sure, though. Yeah. Twenty sixteen Louisville game. That pick him, was p- him, p- him picking off Lamar twice. Uh, twice, man. I got bad news about a re- the Reese's Bowl, Nick. I can't go with you. 
Is it? It's the day of the Kansas game. Oh. January 26th. So I get to watch it at Mobile? Is that where it is? Mobile? No, Jacksonville. The, no, se- the Mobile. Senior Bowl? It says they, they must have moved it because it's always been a Mobile. Yeah, it's Mobile. in Jacksonville Mobile. this year. Man, I'm going to Florida. I was, I was big, excited to go. What, what weekend is that? Oh, wait. I need, a, I need a wedding date. No, it says previous location. Yeah, it is Mobile. Okay, Any, never mind. I wouldn't have gone. Do you anyway. have a date on that, by the January way? January 26th. You're got, going to got, Mobile, Alabama. All right. Well, I got a wedding that day, so. Oh, uh, sounds like Jack's going to Mobile. Right, well, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> looks like lo- looks like we are. Uh, oh, Adam, you can go for it. <laughs> there you hey, go. I would. I would go. I'll, see, take, I'll take it on. See, that's that's why we're, that's why we got brought Luckett along. If you, uh, if you took me down there, I might not come back. I might just. Get, I mean, get Freddie's a, get a big Mobile. You think, you think we can contract Freddie out? Probably yeah. not. For one for one event, we can't cro- contract him out. <laughs> Freddie would probably go though, right? Like I'm just, sure he would. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to go regardless, just because he loves Mobile, Alabama. Um, I digress. Um, Back to another player. Yes, another player, another senior, Darius West, who I wish we had Austin McGinnis right here to talk about Darius West because nobody called a big year for D West like McGinnis did. I'm going to pat myself on the back for McGinnis, um, but. Another guy with a great story of perseverance where Man. he just got hurt, got hurt, got hurt. And it's not even back. like it's not even like, you know, these are broken legs that we're talking about. Two broken legs. That is that's just ridiculous for him to come back and have such a big year as a senior. It's it's an awesome story. Breaking breaking a bone like it sucks like years later. Yeah. You know, like it's not something that's just like like it the the crap he's gone through and the thing was, too, even what, like last year he was good in run support, but without that game experience at free, there was a couple times where he would just take bad angles. Oh, horrible angles. And he got really exposed in coverage a lot of times last year, but it's gotten a lot better this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he didn't let it get it down. And, and as you said just earlier in the podcast, Adam, I think he's the second most important player on this defense. Midseason All-American. He came – I mean, the first play back, he has a tackle for loss. Like he's like, I sit out a whole half, boom, tackle like, for loss. Like the first play back. Like the it's literally the play. first play after halftime. And I know that class of 2014 gets talked down a lot, but Edwards and West were both four-star guys that picked Kentucky over some pretty big schools, and they have lived up to that hype and even more so. Both of them are going to – West is going to be an all-conference safety this year. Edwards was all-conference last year. Probably has a chance to maybe be a third-team guy this year. So that's – I think – those two guys have really lived up to the billing and that they've been Edwards for a longer time, obviously, but even West this last year, he's just they, – they've just been awesome. And Adrian Middleton, another player in that 2014 class who's been steady throughout his career. Um, one guy who we, we – Freddie really hyped him up uh, beforehand, who's ended up being a solid contributor. But when I say the name Tamir DeBose, Drew, what is the first thing that, thing that comes to your mind? Uh, he's been here forever. Oh, I was going to say something else. Jack, word association, time here to Bose. Mm, his recruitment. I remember – I remember another one if you want it. Is it BB gun? Yeah, yeah it's, gun it's, it's, Oh, it's, I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I was going to say EKU dorms. Yeah. Oh, he was there for the dorms But too? just labeled as trouble <laughs> yeah. early in his career. But well, I, he wasn't at the – well, he wasn't at the dorm. He was, I think – Maybe before the dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He was there before the dorm. He wasn't on the surveillance tape. Oh, Bobby in a neck brace. Oh, man. Shucks. But DuBose, a lot like like a guy like Jordan Jones, Stoop stuck with these guys, and he was kind of – he took heat for it at the time, but he stuck with them. 
He had the faith. He was like, I'm not going to let these guys down just because they've slipped up. Somebody needs to have these guys back. He went to war for them and going to end up getting a degree. He was a solid contributor this year. And and you've seen them turn their stuff around as far as, hey, they're going to class. They're being productive members on the football team. Uh, oh, oops. And then Jordan Jones, first and foremost. I think he's the biggest example of man guy who probably did enough to get kicked off the team like what two or three times yes yeah yeah and you know what he he he's he's stuck with he's, still, he's from Youngstown he has to stick with him and it's paid off Joe he's had his injuries uh, he's had his kind of poop moments but at the same time like I, I I I'm a big Jordan Jones fan and I know a lot of people that Oh, we don't need that on our team. Hey, I think every defense needs somebody crazy. Um, the good thing is, is the the crazy next year, Cash knows how to bottle it up and not get in trouble. Jordan usually gets those 15-yarders. But he, when I think of Jordan Jones, I think of what he did that people forget about, and that's when he called out all of his teammates in, after the Florida game and just like, nobody's got any heart, and just railed him. 2016, yeah. Yeah, and he was right. And they ended up turning it around. He wouldn't do interviews for like a year afterwards. After I remember that. they didn't let him. What I it. remember Jordan Jones for is in 2016, he was about the only player that defense had the first few games. I know. I think he had one game with 19 tackles, oh, another yeah. game with 16 yeah, tackles. Was the SEC. And that that first three games, that was ugly for UK's defense. But if they didn't have him, it could have gotten even worse, which is really hard, saying a hard lot. to think about. And, yeah. and, and, and you see his growth as a player too, because at that time he was really just running around, following the ball, mm-hmm. making plays. He's become much more disciplined. I think there was one game earlier this year where he had zero tackles or, like, maybe one tackle but had two pass deflections and just played disciplined football. Like, that that's not thats not the old Jordan Jones. Old Jordan Jones played for glory. He's been playing for his team. Now, he, he was – people didn't like that he was giving him hell in the end zone. I, I, I don't care. Like, I, I – oh, we don't need fight. Dude, you got to be fighting your rivals. When in the oh, 80s yeah. – Kentucky was fighting Georgia after every play. Like, dude, you, that's football. Like, there's going to be some stuff. Um, you, I thought you were always supposed to fight your rivals. Exactly. And, like, I, you're not supposed to throw garbage cans at them. <laughs> um, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, people say, Jordan Jones started the fight against Oval. Well, two people start a fight, and Lamar Jackson was one of those two, and you don't see people dogging Lamar's good name. Um, it's because he fumbled, and they don't want to pick on him. Yeah, they don't want to pick on him because – People, people do forget that Lamar fumbled. He did. Yeah, he fumbled that one time. Um, Big George, his final game. He's been the strongest player on the team since his, his first year on campus. Those rumors when he first got to campus were like, dude, this guy is, is <laughs> this guy's an animal. He's going to be our best best offensive lineman of all time. And, and we, we we talked to him at a, at a uh, like the first time we had a, like a media thing, and Big George was just like the. He was just this quiet kind of – and it's like, dude, how is this guy just a behemoth, beastly human, just soft as a teddy bear, but mean as hell in the football field? Uh, one of those guys that will be missed, and a recruit, another four-star, who lived up to the hype, Lakota West, absolute stuff. And he was the first offensive lineman that didn't redshirt uh, since Mark Stoops has been here. Now, Landon Young went on, but even he's going to redshirt now. So yeah. He's uh, still the only – now, Darren Kennard, he's not redshirting. But, yes. But that was a big th- – because we've never seen that before. And, yeah. And then they, he they was able to play right away. away. Yeah. All right. While we're on the offensive line, Bunchy Stallings, who 
I, I mean, one of those kids, too, this was kind of underreported because I think people wanted to be sensitive to what he was going through. But, like, you know, his mom passed away last year. And, it, and it, I don't think it was, like, in the middle of the season. It might have been in the lead-up. But, like, I mean, his – I mean, that – how much does that take out of you, you know? And he really – the way he handled it and how he kind of leaned on his teammates was admirable. The way he's always acted uh, outside of, like, meeting with the media, he's just been the nicest kid possible. It's been really nice to watch him grow. Um, his dad is at every catwalk, and he's, like, the you know one of the coolest dudes uh, who doesn't have to, like, put on shoulder pads and hoot and holler in the middle of it. He's just oh, a great guy. Um, <laughs> is that a, is that a, a Boo a, Williams yeah. jab? But then when he gets on the field, he's just the meanest son of a bitch alive. My God, that block against Florida. That, 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 dude, that is, that's my favorite moment of him of all time. I mean, that, that guy so had to retire from football, disgusting. right? Oh, he had to have. For Bunchy, you know, you talk about all that stuff he went through last year. Played center, had snapping issues. He's really having a bad year. They moved him to guard, didn't finish out the season. Awesome. So, right. he's – so – him as a young man, he's came a long way. He was a two-star recruit, yep. just worked his way up the depth chart, and now he's—I think he's got a chance to get drafted. So right. that's what I'm going to. That's—he's a guy through development, but also a young guy that's been through some stuff here and has really grown before our eyes. Two-time offensive lineman of the week. Mm-hmm. There's only two. I feel like it's been like it's two. Yeah, we are, they're on a heater for a while with like every other week it was yeah, somebody. That, also that a mid-season All-American. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Bunchy also. His recruiting story was funny because uh, it was like that one time that like uh, he's from like the Mississippi Alabama border, and it was that one weird time whenever like they had a huge snowstorm in the South and like Atlanta like completely stopped working, and uh, they had two inches. Yeah, <laughs> and like John Sharman and I think it was Neil Brown at the yeah, time. Neil Brown. They yeah. had to like not walk, but it was one of those weird where like. The, the trek that they had to make to get there. It was like the we went uphill both ways and a sled dog team took us there. I'm sure they had to walk to the end of the street, but it turned into they were on the expressway and had to walk four miles. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like they're uh, <laughs> all the kids had to stay in school because it happened in school. So they're like in the gym and he's just like with the entire school at the gym and UK's like giving their final recruiting pitch. Uh, another guy with a great story, uh, Bouvier. Shout out to Bouvier. If that's even his real last name. For real. What a weird, like. Did, you, did we ever get some clarity on that? No. <laughs> no, because his, his response was, well, it's kind of Bouvier, but it's kind of Bouvier. So it's it's Bouvier. Whatever you want to call me, you can call me that. It's I like, know people who have worked with his dad for years, and they're like, it's never been Bouvier. It's like, that's your name. Tell people that's your name. Like, but you know what? That, that, I would have done the same thing. I would have been the scared dual freshman who's like, okay, whatever you say, Lamar Thomas. Like, <laughs> just that's not how it works. That's your name. He's receiving playing you time right now. He don't want to mess it up. Just, we'll just roll with it. Whatever I got to do to get to PT. And he, he had that crazy catch against Missouri. Is there another crazy catch that I'm forgetting? I feel like he the had, Florida one. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, Central uh, Michigan before half, that was a big catch. He had a drop. Yeah, right? yeah. He had a drop Saturday, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. Was, the very next play, right back at him, yeah, made up for it. Yep. Fourth down. Yep. And then for a, a kid, Lexington kid, that had to grow up watching them lose to Florida to score down there in the game where they snapped the streak, that, I think that's something he's always going to remember and something I think a, fan, a lot of the fans will remember too. Also, I can remember him at media day in years past 
and he's standing with the receivers, and I'm like, what is this guy doing over here? <laughs> he, like, he's, a, he's an accountant. He is not a receiver this guy on a football team. In, and then here he is making plays his well, senior year. And you would always see – so, like, when you go to when, – when they let us in practice, there's usually, like, one or two guys that, like – are making a bunch of plays, but you're like, they're never actually going to play. They're like, they're kind of scout team guys who are really fast, who have bust some big ones. But Bouvier actually turned that into something. And that's incredibly admirable. And it also shows that, like, how important it is to have good walk-ons, good guys like Chuck and Bouvier who, like, can make an impact down the road. And I, th- I think Kentucky's going to get a couple of them next year. Uh, there's a kid from Georgia that's a receiver that can be that for him. Uh, there's a Cade DeGraw, Hank's another one of the kids like that. So that, that that's important to build up that, that kind of walk-on program and to see them get their day. And the last one, before we bring up the two studs, Tristan Yeomans, who uh, I'm, I had to – normally we, we will kind of glaze over some of those guys. Oh, Miles Butler, by the way, he's probably going to kick on Saturday. He'll get his last crack at it. Um, but Tristan Yeomans, McGinnis and, would say best athlete on the team, pound for pound. You know how Tristan Yeoman's good at good his job? Because he's had it forever. Because a, a lot of people listen to this, this is the first time they've ever heard of him. So that's yeah. when you know a long snapper is good at his job. He's he never, never had heard any of issues with him on field goals or punts. Yeah, because he's their snapper on punts, but he's their holder for field goals. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. do it all. Pretty good skill set there. It's like uh, Drew Franklin, the jack of all trades. Sure, I'll take it. I'll be a Tristan, how do you say it, Yeoman's? Yes, Yeoman's. Yeoman's. Yummins. And to wrap up the show, we've got to talk about the stars of the class. I don't – I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think Benny Snell is going to be on the field for senior day ceremonies, but folks, go ahead and write it down. I know there's some people who want to hold out hope. Just walk it up. Assume the worst. This is going to be your last chance to get to Kroger Field to see Josh Allen and Benny Snell play. And there haven't been many to do it better. Josh Allen, one sack away from – Breaking Oliver Barnett's elusive 30, 35, 31 year streak, 32 year uh, career sack record. He's going to snap it with one more. He's going to tie Dennis Johnson's single season record. I think with three games left on the schedule, he's going to break both of those. I think that's a safe bet. Tackles for loss record, he's at 36 ish. He needs to get to 43 to get to Barnett. Ooh, showdown. He can, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Benny. Benny's at like, what, three? Uh, he had, what, 77 yards last game. Is that right? Benny, to get there, he's going to need a big, like, 170, 180-yard performance. Well, Benny's going to have 400 yards against Louisville. So That's true. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, so he's going to get that against Louisville. But two of the all-time greats playing at Kroger Field for the last time. And I will say, when we talk about great memories of Josh Allen, Jack, I kind of I kind of had trouble thinking of just one. Is there one that immediately comes to mind for you? I, my, my favorite Josh Allen moment was him walking off the field after they beat Louisville. He was at, at Papa John's. Or, no, Cardinal Stadium, not Papa John's. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was probably the biggest uh, L's down, like, what was his big quote? He had he one had big quote. quote. They, pay, they just pay rent or something like that. Oh. Oh, oh well, we got We got to look it up. It's the, it's good oh, enough. It's uh, they're, they're rent. They we own the. This is our state. They just pay rent or something like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, yes, that's what it is. That that was my favorite. Okay, this guy, this guy's a fan favorite. He's one of my favorite of all time. That was that was his moment. Because for a while we thought Denzel Ware was the better of the two Blitz Bros, but uh, no, Josh. No, well, yeah, Josh, Josh is the goat. We all know a story. Two star recruit just got better each year. Now he's going to be a first round draft pick. 
Uh, it's going to go in the UK Hall of Fame. It's going to be first team All SEC, some All American team. Just one of the first best individual second. seasons yeah. we've ever seen from a UK player. Do you have a favorite sack of of his? Has to be the the strip sack against Florida. Has to be. That was his. He did strip him on yep, that last has play. Has to be. My, so, like, my actual favorite play from Allen isn't a sack, even though I'm the king of nom, 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 nom. It's my go-to. But my favorite play was the two-point against Florida. Oh, oh, my goodness. They just, like, everything was going to hell, but he made up for it, covered. They, they did the little thing on ESPN where they highlight him. They chart how many, like, yards he covered, and he stretches out and deflects a pass. He's an, a freak of nature. That's when that's when we all realize that he's a robot. Not that's a, a play not a when, when we see all the draft profiles. That'll be on every one of the oh, highlight packages. Definitely. I mean, he is a can't miss superstar, and from his just the most humble of beginnings, where like you know, kids got a stutter, he's getting bullied, like, and now he's just the baddest ass around, playing for his kid. Like Josh Allen, you're the freaking man. Yeah, I love that. You know, he recently became a father. He just seems so much more mature than some of the other guys, you know, taking fatherhood seriously. He just seems like a guy who's set up for success and is going to have a long NFL run and going to make a lot of money. Does he break the top ten in the draft? I think he's going to test like crazy on his pro day. That's what makes me think he, there's a chance. And it, the only thing I say not, it's a loaded defensive line class. That's Bosa, good point. So, yeah. good point. Sweat. Bosa, Which, by the way, they're the projecting the higher of Sweat. They get the kid yeah. at Alabama, Quentin Williams. Which Clemson's you know, got like three of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with him falling some, so he's not on the a crap team. Uh, but the Titans are going to get the last pick because they're going to win the Super Bowl. So, it's going to be tough. They'll trade up. Uh, but I, I've already made up my mind. I'm purchasing a Josh oh, Allen judge. jersey on draft night. Like, it's happening. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter where he goes. I will be a, a Josh Allen fan. DraftJosh411.com. <laughs> uh, and finally, Benny Snell. He's not a senior. But he might as well be. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to see him go. And I still remember like this time last year, Freddie Maggard being like, "Folks, just enjoy him while you can." And it it, it feels like that time has gone by too fast. No, oh, it has. Even not just what he's done on the field. We all know that. I, he's just fun. The mouthpiece, the staring at the camera. He's just he, a character. So even gave- if Rose is awesome next year, he won't have that. Added stuff Benny brings. He gave UK their first like celebrity in so long that it's just it, 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 he he became a national household sensation. It's like man, it's just it's cool to have one of those finally. I mean, he tattooed his nickname across <laughs> his stomach. Talk, talking in third person at SEC Media Day. Oh, Benny Snell is the greatest running back. He's in the just country. he's just cool. He's you, just cool. You want to talk about uh, a dream to cover, like especially when I was like the only UK media guy around when he was doing all that trash talking. It was just like. And, and, and it really is one of those things like it's cool to have a superstar on the football team you're so used to seeing these guys on the basketball team like to have somebody with that much swagger as you're on the football team that could just put the team on the back I, I mean he's had some crazy runs that that one this year against uh, was it Murray or Central Michigan where he like jumped up and like two yep. dudes just bounced that was off the Central him. Michigan yeah. open yeah. the year like that was crazy I think the craziest run he's had was a forgettable one. That was against Georgia his freshman year. And it was the drive that had to, it ended in a field goal. That's when we got in trouble in the press box. Yeah. One of many times we got in trouble in the <laughs> yes. press box. I just missed when he was first breaking onto the scene. We didn't know he was special. When he'd get these, he'd fall forward for five yards every time. And in the press box, people would just be looking at each other laughing like, what is this thing? I mean, 
just and the story you had where you were talking to Drake and they, the, the guys thought he was crazy yeah. as a freshman. The, the freshman yeah. in that class went to B-dubs. And, well, excuse me, we don't say that on here anymore. <laughs> they went to a restaurant and they're all getting to know each other and Drake Jackson sat next to Benny and knew nothing about him. And Benny was like, I'm going to lead the team in rushing this year. I'm going to get the ball. And Drake's thinking, we're all freshmen. We're lucky to you know, even be here. We're not going to play. But Benny just kept telling the table, I'm going to be a star. This is my team. I'm the best back we have. And he was right. For me, it was that Mississippi State second half, specifically at fourth quarter. Hmm. They broke off those two big runs, yep. started hmm. the Benny Heisman campaign that ended up being short-lived. Him looking into the camera. Yeah, that, that, that moment How he always best. manages to find the, the main camera, it's just so stupid to me. It's like it, – South Carolina, just like – yeah. <laughs> but that was his first where he got, opened his mouth and he kind of screamed into the ca- – and the, the, the crowd just went nuts. It, oh, man. Such See, an awesome moment. And that's, that's the Mississippi State game because to, to kind of put a bow on what we've been talking about here, even though, like, Saturday sucked. There's no denying it. It sucks. Losing Tennessee sucks. It, 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 it Drew knows better than anybody. But this team has been a lot of fun. There have been a lot of fun moments. That Mississippi State game, to be in, in the crowd, Jack, and to be just soaking wet, screaming. Hell, both of y'all, you uh-huh. and Luck here, were both just like, Living the best life against a team where going into the year, we I didn't expect Kentucky to beat that Mississippi State team at all. They had, Up until this Bama game, the stat was, oh, only nine touchdowns all year. Four of them are to Kentucky. And before that game, it had been a long time since UK had won, like a truly big game at home. So, and to do it in the fashion they did it, just pulling away like just that. dominating on the line of scrimmage it was just, both ways. As a fan, yeah. it, 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 you know, it's hard to have more fun than that last quarter. That was the dream scenario for a con- in that game and for Josh Allen. They couldn't block Josh Allen, and Benny's just running wild there in the fourth quarter. It was just awesome. Man, I know it, we're saying goodbye to Benny, but percentage chance he comes back? Uh, three, three. I'll take it. Yeah, I would say he may two point six. It would be very interesting if he doesn't break the record, because. Part of me would be like, he would be like, oh, I got to come back and break the record. I'm Benny Snell. I have to be the best running back in the I, history of the school. I don't think he'd do it, but if he came back, he wouldn't just shatter UK records. He would shatter oh, yeah. Herschel Walker records mm-hmm. in the SEC. I think he's 100% gone, but we've seen Nick Chubb came back and no one thought he was going to come back. But Bryce he had that Love nas- last year. nasty leg injury. Yeah, that, Bryce but, Love last year. So you just, you never know, but I mean, I, he, he's gone. He, I think he's gone. He, but he's, he's a different breed, know. though. He's a different type of just, human being. Can we pay him to stay? Is that uh, a thing? I know the SEC does that. Maybe we can put a KS Bar and Grill logo on his jersey. Okay. I think that'll, I think we'll that'll play. Um, but after he did an article with Bleacher Report, I think it was before the Georgia game, and he was talking about the amount of money he could have made off of the mouthpieces and stuff like that. Like, he knows he's got to go make his money now. Um, Especially the way he runs. Yeah. Yeah. You only get so many Work carries. You only get uh, so many hits. And I, I think he will. It'd be a third-round kind of guy. Um because there are a lot of those backs in this class who are like pass catchers. But, hey, shout out to uh, Grand Ford getting him some reception this week. He can catch the ball. He's got hands. Yeah. Maybe see, we'll see some more of that catches. Saturday. He had a, a lot of good catches. Yeah. Would so. you all like some breaking news out of Lexington Media? Yes. We can break it here. Do we have a breaking news button? Uh, well, I'll actually, do, I'll I don't do know if I'm supposed to say this. Oh, wait, let me see if you can say it. It's just funny, but I, I don't want to steal that person's moment. Oh, I don't dude. Know. Oh, man. I would. Never mind. Disregard. Oh man, uh, it's not that to the people listening. It's, not it's nothing, a big deal. nothing cool. Don't yeah. feel bad, but it'd be hilarious. Know. Yeah, and it, it, it's going to be fun to watch, actually. But sorry, you, about they'll that. find out soon enough. Can we get a tease? 
No, okay, it's really not that cool. It, it's, I was just going to make a funny joke. Okay, we'll save the funny jokes for a later time. But with all that being said about this season, it stinks at the moment, but it has been a lot of fun. And I hope Kentucky fans will show up Saturday to uh, reminisce in those memories to celebrate the accomplishments of this, this senior class, one who's won more SEC games than any other senior class ever. This team has brought this program new life. They've made this one of the most enjoyable, the most enjoyable season of my lifetime. It's been an absolute blast. A thank you to all of them, and I hope we'll see you Saturday at noon at Kroger Field when the Cats kick off against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, a big thanks to Jack and, and Luckett for hopping on with this. Uh, we'll see McGinnis and Chuck next week to celebrate a win and share some hate for Louisville. It's been a lot of fun. Hope to see you Saturday. And peep the technique. Come on, sweat the technique.